Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Continuing into our back to school series, this week we are talking with Anya Simmons, who's a parenting success coach. Anya Simmons is trained as a British nursery nurse and became a nanny in England, Switzerland, and Toronto. She then went on to have her own family and then moved into the direction of a parenting coach in order to be there for parents as someone they can fully trust, who can share in their struggles, support them, and offer them the advice that they need. She is also a certified yoga teacher in the Kripalu tradition. Again, as part of our back to school series, today we will be learning all about different yoga and breath works to help support our children during this back to school transition, but also ourselves as parents and setting a great example. Enjoy this conversation with Anya. So welcome, Anya Simmons, to the podcast. I'm really happy to connect with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. So why don't we start with you providing a little bit about your background and then how you became interested in being a parenting success coach? Okay, yeah. So I was actually, um, I'm from England, Uh, people probably can hear that. Um, And I trained as a British nanny over in England. And that's how I actually ended up coming, well, I was a nanny in Europe and then came to Canada. And I was ready to parent when I, you know, had found my husband and uh, was excited to parent. And I really thought it was going to be easy because I'd you know, really helped raise loads of other people's children. And I was in for a shock. <laughs> One, I couldn't tap out at night, you know, and get a full night's sleep. And mm-hmm. two, the responsibility was fully on us, you know. And um, so raising two kids, my guys are big now, uh, 20 and 23. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, wow, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> adults. How mm-hmm. do you raise adults? Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, um Then I became a yoga teacher, and so this was sort of the way that it unfolded, and the yoga journey for me was massive in changing the way I parented and um, in supporting mothers to be this, you know, catalyst, a profound change in mama's life just was a a passion, is a passion, and and really sort of led me over to then being a parenting coach. And the idea of the success part is really just to help uh, parents feel successful in their parenting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And yeah, you can absolutely not feel successful at times. <laughs> oh, me too. Many, many times, right? That it, the, this idea of the assumption that we should just know how. And mm-hmm. I had that assumption because I thought I do know how. I have done this many, many a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it was so very different when it was my two. And, uh, you know, a lot of my rules and regulations that had come through the training didn't really apply anymore. They didn't sit with my intuition and my gut. So that was sort of the ch- the transition for me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I can totally see that, that uh, it's a very eye-opening, I think. It's one thing in theory and then definitely mm-hmm. another in practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's great. And so, you know, you're part of our Back to School series, and as you know from from your two children, back to school can be a really stressful time for children. Um, and I'm wondering if you have ideas of what we can do to support them during that time. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I think that the pivotal part at the beginning for me was um, in becoming more conscious as a parent and now definitely in my coaching is this idea, okay, where are we coming from first? What's our energy? And noticing um, as mothers and fathers, you know, what what are our fears around this? Especially Mm -hmm. in the time that we're in, um, we can already be in the dialogue of the worst case scenarios and um, the fears of, oh, what if they don't eat all their lunch or if they don't make a friend, if they're not comfortable maybe with the mask. So we're already in a future planning stress mode and that's what we can sometimes bring to the situation. Mm. And so for me, the first step is really checking our own energy and checking, okay, you know, maybe I have all of this, but what can I do for myself so that I'm not projecting that on them? And for some, school is an exciting place to go. But for many, it's also this feeling of the unknown, right? And so they don't know. And so they're going to feed off the environment we're all in if we're kind of stressing over it all, right? Um. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think yeah, um, it's this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's this, uh, once we've sort of checked our own plan and our own energy, and we can do that through, you know, whatever works for us in normally in our releasing, whether it be yoga or meditation, whether it be getting out for a run, going in nature, so that when we come into the room and when we're going to discuss about um, school, we're coming from more of a calmer place, more of a grounded, and I love this idea of like in this moment, all is well okay maybe not that moment (laughs) maybe not that moment but in this moment when we take Mm -hmm. a breath and we feel our feet everything is is well right now right and it's that mindfulness um of coming from there and then the next part is really which was a an aha for me in parenting myself was you know what our kids are super wise how about we ask them and bring them into the conversation rather than it all be on us and for all for us to decide the best way, you know, like so that we can be talking um, instead of saying, oh, how are you feeling about school? And, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, are you excited? Are you, you know, and even neighbours and friends and family, they all put this on the children. And mm-hmm. ultimately really is just another, another day, right? And then another day and then another day, <laughs> you know. And so I like the idea that we sort of say, um, you know, what do you need from me? What can I help you with? right um or maybe you would sort of have um you know tell me what you need right what do you think i i can do to support you right and then the kid let the children have you know a say in some of this and you know little ones aren't necessarily going to know the answer to those things um but it's just bringing them into the conversation as as we figure it out and then as far as yoga goes you know there's um lots of breath work and guided meditations that we can start to bring in as a way of um, transitioning into school, but also sort of starting to create sort of some habits of quiet time. You know, meditation does not mean the same to kids as it does to us. I I taught kids for many years and um, I taught them actually out of a hospital um, to do with anxiety. And the yoga portion that we had, the breath work was the key for many of them and made it very practical. Hmm. So it's a bit hard on on a podcast to explain it um, uh, exactly, but there's breath work of just placing your hand on your chest and your hand on your belly. As soon as you're feeling nervous, as soon as you're up in your head and getting anxious, connect to your breath. 
And for kids and for adults, this great thought of like, okay, let, let's get out of our head for a second and into our body because that's our intuition, right? That, that's the grounding place. Um, if they're having trouble sleeping, right, or if they're having trouble sort of just um, calming down at all for little ones, and actually th- this program was up to th- 13 that I was doing at the hospital, and um, they liked it too, that idea of a breathing buddy, and you have a little teddy or something, and you lie down, and you place this teddy on your tummy, and you're, you're going to just breathe in and breathe out into your belly and feel the teddy moving with you, right? And that goes straight into our nervous system. That goes right into this idea of I am safe, I am relaxed. Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the, the kind of I am safe, I am relaxed, that's almost like a mantra in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And finding uh, the ones that sort of different ones work for us, right, at mm-hmm. different times and the same for children. Um, and there's also this lovely uh, volcano breath, it's called, well, we call it for the kids one. And it's this idea of three sharp inhales in the nose as your arms come up through the center. And then on the exhale, you take a big exhale and lower your arms out to the side. And we can do that with the concept of having something in our mind that's disturbing us, right? Maybe it's a sibling. (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, you don't know if your friend's going to be in the same class as you. Maybe it's, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, you've just found out you're not getting the teacher you wanted. All those kind of things. And it's a great way of then uh, integrating the body and the breath in, in releasing this out into the universe. I mean, you can do that three or four times. I have a great video for this. I'll, I'll let you have the link after um, okay. of these breath work so that you can really sort of work with them. And, and I suggest there's, I think, about five or six on the video I have, but it's, you know, type them out, put them on the fridge, you know, have them there so that you can sort of say, okay, let's, oh, wow, we're all kind of in each other's faces and niggly or angry. Let, let's go check a breath that we could do. That's a way of really integrating it. And, and the breath work works for us too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I like that too about printing it out. I do that. Um, you know, my daughter had some mindfulness exercises that were recommended for her. And so same thing, I kind of put them on her mm. closet so that when she needs to do, you know, the grounding exercise or something like mm-hmm. that, that it's actually there. Or I used to have for my son, it was like a wind down corner, a kind of I called oh, it. And so I had a little like a yoga poster there that just had some simple children's poses. But mm-hmm. um, you're right, there's something about just seeing that visual cue on the wall. that's like, Oh, yeah, I should be doing this. And you're right, parents too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to, um, even in workplaces, I'd go in the washroom and I'd do this version of a volcano breath just to kind of get it out of my body so that I can then think clearly, <laughs> you know, if you're mm-hmm. feeling sort of overloaded with everything. And I know definitely for my son, when he was in school, he was um, super anxious and super sensitive to everything. So his anxiety would grow because he didn't know right he didn't know how what's going on he didn't know how to do with do you know how is it going to be where's my classroom like there's a lot of anxiousness Mm -hmm. that we don't as adults we'd be like well it's not a big deal you're going to find out but it is a big deal for Mm -hmm. them right and so it's taking those things into consideration um and giving them these breath tools or another one um is a great one is this feel your feet as soon as you're stressing feel your feet wiggle your Mm -hmm. toes you know, you can feel your socks. Can you feel your shoe around your foot? Can you feel your foot or your shoe on the ground? 
right? It's just dropping out for a second from this busy mm-hmm. monkey mind. I like that. Um, yeah, it's almost a little bit similar to like a body scan, almost like a yeah. mini body scan meditation. That's a great idea. And yeah, my son is quite similar. Like I find he can get really caught up in that logistical stuff. Like yeah. where's it going to be? How's it going to go? You know, and he's going through a transition this year, like to a new school, mm-hmm. um, you know, a bigger, bigger school, all of that kind of stuff. I guess all of these would work. Is there anything else, um, you know, that you kind of suggest in terms of, children that are going through, um, you know, maybe even into high school? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we have to, um, it's so important that they know that actually it's going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. And also that they have, like, to trust their own intuition, their own gut around things. Um, and, you know, I realize more now this idea of us leaning back and letting the experience be theirs actually gives them the sort of um, the encouragement and the confidence to know that, you know, we're trusting that they can handle it, Mm -hmm. can trust that. Um, There's lots of obviously yoga movements and yoga poses um, that I'm an advocate of. Um, I also have kids who want nothing to do with yoga or me telling them to breathe, right? (laughs) Right, yeah, of course. (laughs) It has to be on their own, but, but I notice that if we do it, if they see a way that we sort of release that energy, like from big size to mm-hmm. uh, maybe even sort of taking a twist to kind of get the ribs a bit more open or a side stretch and just speak about our own experience with those things. Um, and the words, you know, to, to really let them know, you've got this. You've got this. You know, that, I yeah. think that's powerful stuff that we can't take away. We would like to. I would love to completely cover my especially my daughter now as a 20-year-old, cover her more in cotton wool and say, just stay with mummy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> it's not it's not real, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a real way. So um, I think also this idea of sharing a little bit without putting it on them, but sharing a little about your experience and what you do when you are in a new environment, a new job, a new – you have to make a phone call you don't want to make, mm-hmm. you know, and, and – then there's this idea like, oh, it's not just me that that's nervous about things, or it's or, or the fact that oh, my mum survived. She did something super scary, and, and and she's actually okay. Those are massive like changes for them. Yeah, it really like I think normalizes it, right? Like when they mm-hmm. can see like, oh, I'm not the only one that maybe feels worked up about this. Yeah, yeah, and that it's okay because I think we can tend to play it down, and be like, oh no. It's not a big deal. You've been at the school mm-hmm. before. You're, you know, Jimmy's going there too or whatever. No, you know, acknowledging, yeah, I can see, you know, thanks for sharing that you're a little scared or a little upset. And, you know, what can we do? What can I do to help? Does it help if I wake you up in the morning for the first week? Does it help mm-hmm. if, um, you know, you set the time that you're going to be in the washroom and we'll make sure we're all out? You know, just simple little things of guiding and respecting, you know, the way they're going to move through this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really like the idea of including them. And I find, you know, even with my daughter, she's, she's only eight, but like, she'll kind of have these periods where all of a sudden she wants to come in and snuggle more, mm-hmm. um, you know, and stuff like that. And, and I just kind of will look at it and say, yeah, maybe she's feeling something now, like, and that's how she's expressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in in maybe a different way than an older child who would say like yeah i'm feeling really stressed out or <laughs> yeah right? no absolutely absolutely and i think um it's lovely you know that she's feeling comfortable to do that and and i'm thinking gosh i'm sure it wasn't until i was in my 40s that i really even felt that i i knew what emotion was coming up you know <laughs> really yeah or could look at it really from a bigger picture so our expectations of them when they're younger you know is a little insane and until we've managed it ourselves, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so with some of these techniques, like what would you suggest in terms of timing? Like, do we kind of get them to incorporate them in advance of school? Or is this something that you're like, okay, the week of, or um, even as they've returned, like do the techniques change or or does it matter, I guess? Mm -hmm. I think um, probably they, it would need to be revisited a few times after the first week or two of school because things might have changed, you know, as, as to the what's going on, what courses. They sort of settled down a little more. Mm -hmm. But ideally would be these are sort of life skills, right, that it, we're talking about the school time. But, you know, there's going to be stress and things throughout our life. And so what can we do to, you know, be supportive enough that um, these are these skills? So maybe some kids like and, and people love to journal and to write mm -hmm. things. Maybe there's ways of, sort of saying, okay, you know, you're finding it kind of tough. Let's find where's the joy. Let's find some joy. And, of course, gratitude. Gratitude is top lift of everything um, for all ages, you know, to really create this gratitude practice because there is a tendency for many of us, and especially teens, I find, that you forget about the things that are good. Right. Right. We focus on, you know, all this awful stuff or what we're feeling is awful. And, you know, if we cultivate sort of tell me something good about your day and tell me what was the best part and what was the harder part or, you know, um, what are you grateful for? Let, let's look for gratitude out there. What can we be grateful for? And it's just a nice because when you open up more to gratitude, we just know I know this for myself and, and obviously experiences, but you see it more. They might see mm -hmm. that, oh, you know what, this the kid I don't even know smiled at me or um, I, I sat with somebody different today, you know, or somebody, you know, seemed to laugh at something I said and it was felt so good. You know, we're just looking at places or the teacher um, uh, was more, I don't know, focused today on what we were doing for those that like order, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so sort of finding ways to seek out joy, to seek out gratitude and to seek out ways to play, that can all start now, right? Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And I, and I agree, like, um, you know, even those tiny little bits of gratitude, the littlest thing sometimes mm. um, can really change change mindset for sure. And so we know that it's also back to school, a really crazy time for parents, like sort of flipping yeah. the coin and teachers mm -hmm. as well, right? Like all of a sudden we're thrust back into, you know, new routines, new demands, you know, if you're involved in the school at all, there's that kind of um, coming up and then constantly like forms and reminders and homework. So I'm just wondering, mm -hmm. you know, how do you think would be best for adults, parents to really prepare themselves for the return to school and then, you know, how, how to kind of best ease themselves into all of those new demands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, isn't there? There's certainly mm -hmm. a lot. And especially um, 
with with the new school and not knowing if you're fully back right, or yeah. if it's online. Yeah, yeah not still, even COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, uh, yeah, and the idea, you know, some people like to be super organized and have their schedule and then you have no choice but to go with the flow because it's all mm-hmm. changing constantly, especially this last couple of years, well, last yeah. year. I yeah. Sort of think of 2020. Um, I would certainly suggest uh, finding a way to meditate that works for you. So it doesn't have to be sitting still if that's something awful, but it can be moments of meditation. So before um, you see your kids in the morning, before you drop them to school, before your kid, the, if you're a teacher, the kids come into the classroom, can you take a moment, maybe it's the feeling your feet and feeling your breath, can you take a moment and just place your hands over your heart and, and take some deep breaths in there and find a mantra that really speaks to you? And then you're showing up slightly different from that. Um, the other side is if you love, if you're into yoga and the actual poses and flows, and there's so many different types of yoga, you know, find keep exploring and find the one that works for you. And that's just a great way of um, being in the body which stops us being in our mind, right? When we're in the body, we can really sort of enjoy this beautiful side stretch, say, and Mm -hmm. and breathe into the ribs and let the ribs relax and find these openings in the body as a way of um, coming into you because we all know our intentions are, are good. Our intention is always to do our best or to project kindness and love. And then those thoughts and life can get in the way. Right? Mm-hmm. So these mindful moments of just being fully present. Can you, when you make your coffee in the morning or when you're driving the car or when you're, um, you know, setting the room up, is there space for you to lean back slightly and just really feel parts of your body in that moment? I think that that can just completely change outcomes of how we move forward. Um, This dropping from our head to our feet, right? Um, A surrender pose is any forward, any excuse me, any forward bend. You know, from seated to it doesn't have to be a big deal. I think sometimes we feel like we need an hour or so on our mat to get the whole. Mm thing and um there's definitely there's seven movements of the spine you can do then that completes the whole practice and you can do that from the moment you sit up in bed you can do that at your desk side stretches forward bends a twist a back bend right and um those are sort of ways of we can only prepare so much and then we just and it's life in general we just need to lean back we need to surrender and surrender just a bit more um, and, and find out what, how do you fill your cup, right? For the teachers and, and the parents there, what can you do that would really fill your cup? Because generally we tend to go straight into the doing and, mm-hmm. and forget the being. And I think it's important to, while we're having our kids sort this stuff out, to even think for ourselves, like say maybe every day, you know, you need 20 minutes before you can come back into a family <laughs> or more, mm-hmm. you know, and, and take those times, sit in the car and play a, guided meditation if that works for you or some music or close your eyes there's these lovely things called yoga nidras and it's mm-hmm. like yogic sleep but you're not really sleeping and you can do that in your car not driving you can do that <laughs> in a way of relaxing of coming home mm-hmm. and telling everybody you know what I just need you know 10-15 minutes by myself I'm going to take a shower and then I come back and I'm ready like set those boundaries up because your self-care is going to be so important based on everybody else around you 
Yeah, absolutely. Once once you're worn down, it's really hard to then all of a sudden start trying to incorporate those things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When we're in a good headspace, which maybe we are a bit more at the moment from summer, you know, can you, you know, make the plan now and not when mm-hmm. you're already going, oh my gosh, I just I can't take on another thing. I'm so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the yoga, like, is it best to do that in the morning as well? Like you sort of mentioned meditation maybe in the morning, does it matter or? You know what? I think it's got to really work for you. I, um, my kids obviously are bigger, so they, I'm not needed in the morning in the same way you are when your kids are younger. Um, but to really just put some time aside, it could be in, on your lunch break, right? It could be that, you know, it really works for you in the morning to get up 10 minutes earlier and just sit a minute, you know, breathe. And, and, and sort of meditate. There's this great app, Insight Timer, mm-hmm. and it's free. And there's thousands of guided meditations on there, you know, so you don't have to do it alone. You can sort of get support. Um, and uh, for more, I think morning and evening tend to work best for most people. But again, you know, your yoga practice, you could fit it in in your classroom near your desk if you get 20 minutes, you know, or even less. You can, so that it becomes just part of your, um, being your way to to be in the world, and maybe yoga's not it, but there's there's lots of um, yoga flows. There's there's yoga, gentle yoga. There's hot yoga. There's so many different kinds that mm-hmm. you know to find your way. For me, it was being on my mat started to unwind me more to me, to really me, to true me. I was so up in my head, and so I thought I was pretty laid back, but I realized. Um, as I became more conscious that actually I was pretty wound up. I was pretty anxious and I was projecting that everywhere <laughs> from a way of feeling like, oh, she's so chilled. And no, I wasn't actually. The truth was I wasn't. And so um, having that awareness and seeing what, what supports you and for me being on the mat and learning breath work and learning some yoga philosophy too about how I can incorporate that in my day that's what changed for me. So I guess I'm a big proponent of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And how long did that take? Like, was it something that you were practicing daily? And then you sort of kind of had that realization and and some of those changes? Or was it a while in the making? A while. while, I think a while in the making. I I had um, when my I think my kids were maybe five and seven, maybe Um, a friend, um, who I knew was just starting yoga classes. And I had dabbled a little before and um, nothing great. I just thought, I just always knew I felt better afterwards, mm-hmm. you know? And so that sort of keeps you coming back a little bit. And then it was, I would say a good six years. We met every once a week and I realized, I didn't realize at the time, in fact, I didn't even like yoga. I hated sitting still. I hated being with myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as things come up. Um, but it was the taking the yoga off the mat and into my day so that when I'm uh, cooking, say, or when I'm cleaning something or when I'm, uh, I don't know, doing any household things, I could I would realize how tense I would even do them, how tense I'd hold my jaw, my shoulders, my fingers. Like when I'm driving, like why are my shoulders up by my ears? I'm I'm not even stressed. I'm not even in a hurry, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it was those awarenesses that started and then that certainly started to show up in my parenting and in being more having the ability to be more present 
it's an ongoing process, but I know when I look into my kids' eyes when they're talking or a good friend's eyes when they're talking and I'm really there, I'm not thinking about anything else, at the, that moment, that is, that is glorious. That is presence. That is being mindful. And that is, um, you know, really listening and seeing. Because we, we can listen, but we can also start thinking about what we're going to say ourselves. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we can be listening and thinking, oh, my gosh, look, you haven't had a shower for a while. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so how about we listen and really fully see them in the light of love and, and that they do not need fixing. They are just exactly as they should be. And then coming from that place when we parent. No, that sounds great. Because yeah, I can totally identify with that, that as a parent, you're always kind of like, oh, you need to do this, or you should be doing or, or what have you. But yeah, I like, like that idea of, of everyone is as good as they are. I wrote a book. I'd love for you to check it out. Pendulum by S.E. German is available now. Pendulum is a heartwarming story that follows a young boy who experiences mental health challenges like anxiety, OCD and depression, ADHD and tics following an infection. It turns out he has a little known disorder called PANDAS. The book follows the young boy as he struggles with his health issues as well as regular middle grade issues and it can act as a wonderful catalyst between you and your children to talk about mental health issues and other things that are going on in their life. Pendulum is available online through Amazon Worldwide, Barnes & Noble, the Friesen Press Bookstore, and a number of other online retailers worldwide. And you can check out Chapter 1, the audio version of Pendulum for free on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast in Episode 64. I hope you enjoy Pendulum by S.E. German, and let me know what you think. So you mentioned... um... In terms of some certain poses, you mentioned seven movements of the spine. So you said side bend, a forward, a twist, back bend. What are the others? I'm just curious. It sounds I've so never actually heard of that, this. that yeah. Oh, okay. So it's actually is the seven in that you would do a side stretch on both sides. So that's two. So the well, let's go through them. So the first one is elongation. Is is being as tall as you can, like so that the crown of your head is right over your pelvis there, and you're just feeling nice and long, nice and tall, so you can do that from standing seated, right? You can do it from lying down. So that's one. The second would maybe would be a twist over to maybe your right and then a twist over towards your left, a side stretch over towards one side and then the other side, a forward bend is your number six, and back bends uh be gentle with yourself with a back bend, especially if it's new for you, and, and keep your chin tucked in and just really think about lifting your heart up. That's already giving you a shape of a back bend. Okay. That would be your seven movements. Yeah, and the more we can fit those in throughout the day, I have felt them for myself and for my clients, lots of changes happen. It's kind of a, your body saying, oh, right, okay, I'll let that go right away. Oh, okay, I didn't realize I was holding it there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to go, right, now I'm ready to deal with deal with life, to deal with people. Yeah, and I would think from, you know, the perspective that a lot of us are sitting in front of screens a lot right now that these mm-hmm. would be really, you know, feeling really great. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally can do it from your desk. Perfect. So one of the other things I was thinking a bit about is I've noticed um, a lot more teachers are trying to incorporate some mindfulness or movement into the day. I think they're really starting to see that there's such a benefit to the kids um, in breaking up the day and and getting Mm -hmm. rid of some of that energy that you're mentioning. So I just wondered if you had any advice for teachers that are maybe just starting to think about incorporating movement or meditation into their curriculum in order to kind of assist different types of learners in the classroom? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have taught this actually in a few schools. We uh, They were adding yoga into the curriculum and we were super excited, but then COVID. Right, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. But um, absolutely. I think it is this awareness that we do not know and teachers are amazing. So they already have this awareness, but to bring it to like that we do not know sort of what energy or what um, each little person or big person is bringing into the room with them, right? So we, you know, as we start at nine o'clock or whatever we start, uh, we've done here in Canada, right? You've done O Canada. And Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, when you go straight into teaching mode, maybe nobody's even there yet, right? Their mind's not there yet. They're still in the what's happened to come to school. They're still maybe they're tired, Maybe they didn't eat breakfast yet. Lots of reasons. So I think the more we can incorporate the start of our day, sort of what we were talking about in our home life, with mm-hmm. with a form of meditation. And a meditation can be that you say, you know, for two minutes we're going to play a piece of music and we're all just going to sit here. You can close your eyes. You can rest your head on the desk. Um, very little rules, right? It's just like we're going to start from that place. And then I've always loved this idea to do with positive affirmations, mm. um, which can also be the mantras, right? But to have um, this concept, uh, this affirmation, you know, today's going to be a great day because, and you could start that every single morning that children write their first little piece of writing about that or they speak it out depending, you know, how you want to do it. So you're setting an intention into the classroom, I think also the other side is transitions. Transitions can be so hard, right, from one subject to mm-hmm. the next, from um, you've, you've been outside to play and now you have to come in and, and we have this expectation you're going to come and just sit. And for many people, we're not yet, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, balancing poses are brilliant for those kind of transitions and that can be as simple as tree pose. It can be stalk pose for kids. It can be um, warrior three Lots of different variations. Those can all be looked up um, as a way of when we're in balance, we tend to have to be right here, right now. When we're in a balancing pose, it's really tricky to do if you're in your past or in your future, right? Mm. And to um, allow, I love your idea of the quiet corner. You know, I think some some teachers have tried to incorporate that too in a little space where, whoa, when you're feeling a little out of your emotions and your emotions are strong, maybe have a, you know, have a little seat over there for a moment and it can be the meditation corner. I think that's um, super important, you know, and and sometimes the energy just has to come out. You have to find other ways. They're not ready to transition to sit and to listen and to sort of find the techniques that would work to help with that. And those can be that you could do some breath, which is just inhaling your arms out to the side and then exhaling them all the way back down. So you bring them up overhead and then back down. 
you know, to incorporate, okay, we, everybody, we're going to do five sun breaths. You've all gone out of control. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get them to do that nice and slow, you know, or slowing it down anyway. Um, some kids will go really fast. And uh, then let's start. So it's just a great way to bring in breath, meditation, mindfulness in ways that would kind of be fun, right? It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be so serious, especially with the younger kids, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's funny. Yeah, I find, um, you know, as my son's got older, he more gravitates to like a complex pose. Like it's sort of mm-hmm. like a, you know, he he feels strong in something like a crow yeah. um, compared to when they were little. And, and yeah, they maybe want like kind of an easier sort of fun motion. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and you know, get them involved in sort of saying, okay, which is our pose for the week? You you know, Mm -hmm. you could have that and just you can talk about the benefits. But for me, a lot of it is we we get a bit scared of it because we think it has to be a certain way and on your mat and there's a lot of tradition and I honor all the traditions. It's it's not that. It's just like how can we make it really start to be in our everyday life? And we don't all have mats an hour and a half to give to that, you know. So rather than do none, let's do a little bit. Yeah, I like that, making it kind of accessible and just something that you can dive right into and make make work. Because uh, you're right, kids definitely, they have a much shorter time <laughs> time um, <laughs> focus, right? So yeah, um, yeah they're not going to give an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, to anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Great advice. So um, I'm just wondering before we wrap up, if there's any additional advice either regarding back to school or kind of anything else that you want to mention to listeners? I, I think the key is this acceptance that this is, you know, this is life. I know we, we, we sort of keep, I, I, for myself, often think but when, when it gets better, this is mm-hmm. how it will be. And when it gets nicer or right now, when it gets open or when we don't have to wear a mask or whatever it is, we're always on the next thing. Yeah. So I think if we can settle into this is life and then when you can bring yourself into this moment, all is well. All is well in this moment. Like as I sit here talking to you, when I bring myself fully in my body and my breath, all is well. It's not the future. It's not the past. It's right here, right now. That would that would be the more we can bring ourselves to right here, right now. I think we have a better, more fulfilled life. Absolutely. That sounds like great advice. So I'm sure listeners are very interested to find out more about you. What are the best ways to find out more, either social media, online? Yeah, thank you. So um, Instagram is more where I'm hanging out, have been hanging out more recently. Um, and that's under parenting underscore success underscore coach. Um, I am on Facebook and I have a website, parenting success coach. Um, those would probably be the the easiest places to find me, and uh, yeah, I think those would be the two the two ones. I have a book coming out very shortly, so if you oh, can wow. hang out over on, yeah, it's actually ready. It's in my inbox. It's got to actually be uploaded, and mm-hmm. it's called Parent from This Place: How Yoga Changed the Way I Parent. So, will that be available on your website or? Yeah, yeah, very soon, very soon. It shall all be on there. That sounds great. I'm I'm very interested to see about that. So oh, thank, thank you, you so much, Anya, for your time today. I think this is really going to help 
parents as they're trying to transition their children and themselves mm -hmm. <laughs> in this uh, back to school time. And, and you're right, it is a different year for a lot of people, um, even than last year. So I, I think it's, it's a great um, amount of information for them to have in their back pocket in terms oh, of wonderful. Wonderful. some of this uh, breath work. That's great. So again, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, Sarah. What a great conversation. Are you interested in having a published author speak in your classroom or at your community event? I'd be interested in speaking about my new novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, the writing process, mental health, Panda's Pans, podcasting, and more. Contact me at reallifeprojectco at gmail.com for both in-person and online bookings. Thank you so much to Anya Simmons for joining us today in our back to school series. I think we got so many amazing tips around breath work from the volcano to sun breathing to feeling our feet to dropping into our breath as well. I think all of these tools are really practical for our kids and also for ourselves. I loved her focus on building in yoga, which is still something something that I am striving to do in my own personal life. If you're looking for more information about Anya, you can visit her on Instagram at parenting underscore success underscore coach, as well as Facebook. She is parenting success coach. And she also mentioned that she has a podcast that's currently in its fourth season called Parenting Differently. So you can check that out as well. And one of the things that Anya mentioned was meditation. So if you are interested in additional guided meditations, you can check out a number of meditations that I have done here on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. So episodes 75, 54, 48, 60, 45, 39, 24 and episode 35 is the wind down meditation which has been our most popular so if you are interested in some free guided meditations please feel free to check those out thanks for listening and have a great week I'm excited to announce the launch of my author website, www.se-german.com. On this website, you can find out all the information about my publications, focused areas on my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, where there are questions for parents as you work through the novel with your children, as well as teacher resources that can be used in the classroom. There's also information about the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast and recent press. Please visit www.se-german.com. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com, or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S A R A L A D Y G L U T E N, or the Facebook page, Sarah Lady Gluten.
If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week. Thank you.